Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Yes, this recording is in progress. Welcome, everybody. You know, it's Tuesday, and Tuesdays are a lot like Wednesdays and Thursdays in that they are not even close to the weekend. I like Mondays, though. I'm one of the dreaded Monday people. I get up Monday excited to see what's happening. Uh, let us know where you're tuning in from in the chat down at the bottom. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to launch this question. This is how we kick things off. We want you guys to tell us who you are and what you do, but I'm pretty sure I know who is going to be in the room today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sell Better, where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. Let us know what your role is in that quick question there. And this is how we tailor the conversation for you. If you're tuning into the podcast or joining us live here today, we are pleased to have you. Thank you so much. Uh, and that's always what we like to start with is where you are. So let us know in the chat. Shout out to Newport, Chicago Squad, San Diego Reppin. I see a lot of places. San Diego. Here. Love it. Love it. Look at it. I love it, man. We attract the best audience from all over the place. Today, we're here to talk about cold callers. You're going to hear some real cold callers. We've got three people coming in that actually do this every single day. I am your host, James Say What Sales Buckley, and I am joined by Ronen Passar and Melinda Matthews. Welcome back, Ronen. And this is Melinda's first time on the Sell Better show, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? It totally is. Super excited to be here. Yes. Let's give Melinda a big welcome because she ooh, ooh, is ooh. part of the, the show now. Uh, go ahead and scan this QR code and go check us out. Sellbetter.xyz. Figure out what we're doing, why we're doing, why we're doing it, for who we're doing it. That's you, the people that come in and do the thing. Uh, you do it every single day and we want to help you do it as best you can. Also, while you're there, pop over to check out our YouTube channel. All of our great resources over there can help you guys sell better every day. Big shout out to Zoom Info. Exactly. And of course, Nooks. <laughs> we have a caller from Nooks in the room that's going to be calling. So shout out to Nooks for being a part of the show today. Get more dials and therefore more connections. That is what they do over at Nooks. And this is like a sales floor. It makes things fun again. I dropped the link in the chat. You guys should check this out. Not only can you double your pipeline, but you will actually make it a good time. And don't forget that this job is supposed to be fun. And that's what Nooks can provide for you. So check that shit out right there. Here's what you're going to get right here. You're going to talk about performing confidently with these two experts that do this every single day. You're going to get real-time feedback and advice from cold calling people. And then at the same time, we're going to talk about how these folks are booking their meetings and what works today. So let's get started with a quick tip. Melinda, if you had one tip to give every cold caller in the room, and let's see, there are so many SDRs in the room here today. 61%. Ooh, SDR heavy today. Love heavy. it. I love it. That's why I got my I love BDR shirt on. Oh. I love you. I knew you'd be here today. Oh, man, you didn't send me one? We could have been bad. This thing is so old and dirty. I was just telling James and I wear it to the gym all the time. Great conversation starter. But I have it on today, and it's been watched. <laughs> All right, I want to kick it off with a tip. Actionable stuff is what we always start with. Melinda, the best tip for cold callers in 2024 from you is? Make it relevant. It, it Like, why are you calling? Is it because you worked with a competitor? You worked with somebody similar to them? Make it relevant. Mm. Ronan, same question. 2024, the year of the cold call, I believe. Email's getting tired of the soul's getting oh. real, like, finicky out there. Talk to me. Best tip for cold callers in 2024. Yeah. Um, go get a new job because AI is taking out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, tonality is the key. If you can master the way you sound, you can almost get away with saying just about anything and still 
book some meeting. So it's all about tonal control and sounding different than everybody else. Sounding different. Yeah. Different is good. Let's bring in our first cold caller because he is rocking it. All right. Phoenix Walker, please join us in the studio right here. This man is an authentic real life SDR over at PandaDoc. He sells to HR, RevOps, and sales leaders and C-level executives. PandaDoc is an e-sign and document management solution. He's going to be calling me and I am his prospect, James. I am a sales director at Acme. Phoenix, are you ready to rock? I am ready. I'm excited. Hello. Hey, James, this is Phoenix at PandaDoc. Listen, I know I probably caught you in the middle of something here, but do you have a quick minute for me to tell you why I'm calling and you can let me know if it makes sense to continue? Uh, you said your name is who from where? I'm, I'm Phoenix from PandaDoc. Yeah, I got I got five before my next meeting. What do you got, man? Thanks. Yeah. So sales leaders I've been talking to are looking for ways to improve their contract and proposal creation process. They reduce admin time, increase collaboration and visibility in the documents, especially once they've been sent out to clients to accelerate deals. Are these challenges that your team has experienced with your current contractor proposal workflow? Um, so you're calling about our proposals? I'm sorry, I, that went fast. I just want to make sure we're talking about something specific. You said proposals. Yeah. All right. I'm going to distract any. Forgive me. No, no worries. What are you guys currently using to get your proposals uh, created, sent out, signed? Oh, uh, you know, we've been a DocuSign customer for a couple of years. I Listen, I don't know that this is something I want to have this conversation about right now, man. No, no worries. Hey, listen, I've been talking to a ton of people about DocuSign. One of the, the issues that they're having is sometimes they'll hike the prices up out of nowhere. I don't know if that's something that ring tr rings true to you. Um Oh, I, I don't handle the contracts, frankly. Uh, I, my, my, I am a, a more of an influencer in these types of discussions. I'm not sure that I'm your decision maker, frankly. Okay. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Do you ever handle documents that are going out or coming in that you would need to get signed? Uh, yeah, just give me, give me two seconds here. Document handling. Yes, I do handle the documents. I'm confused. Tell me more. Yeah, so Panadoc is kind of like an all-in-one tool to help uh, with the documents coming in, going out. We yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I do I do oversee a team, and I often see the documents passing between them and their, their, their prospects. That's typically where I step in. We talk about these contracts and these proposals at their one-on-ones once a week. That's, that's basically my function. Got it. Okay. How many people do you have on your team that are, that are handling those, those documents? I have 10 AEs and I have four SDRs prospecting for those AEs. Okay. So because you guys are using DocuSign, are you creating your, your documents in Word? Uh, you know, they're all in DocuSign and I work with marketing so that they can perfect these contracts to their, to their liking. Uh, I also am not working directly with the revenue team specifically. Uh, as the director of sales, I, I, go, I roll up to the VP and typically he handles all those decisions and it comes down to me. Got it. Okay. So one thing Panadoc can help do is kind of consolidate that tech stack a little bit. We can help with uh, the creation of the documents, the storing of templates, generating them, getting them signed. And then once they're sent out, um, if you ever need to edit them, um, you can do that from without having to resend the document, uh, you know, to help maybe uh, help your AEs maybe have a little bit more of a streamlined workflow. Uh -huh. um, 
Does that does that sound like something you guys could benefit from? Or I mean, I think the best conversation to have is probably going to be with our VP of Sales, Ivana. Lots of consonants. Uh, she typically she typically handles a lot of this stuff, and it comes down from there. But anything anything that has to do with like a solution related issue is going to be with her. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely reach out to her. Do you have a, an email for me by chance that I could maybe uh, shoot? Our man, uh, if you know anything about VPs, you know that they are not going to be happy if I just start handing their email out. <laughs> of course. No, I totally understand. I just wanted to see just in case. But regardless, I, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the uh, the insight, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. All right, man. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Bye. Good job right there. You know, I pushed these a little oh, far. Oh. I put oh, these right. on because I want to suck at get through it all, but I want to give you a round of applause, man. I threw a lot at you right there that I think typically we don't hear on cold calls, but I'm going to step back. I want to start with Melinda for feedback for you. Uh, and let's just rip. Let's just go through it. Remember, guys, I want to keep this positive. If you come in here with the venom in the comments, I'm going to boot you out of here. Don't make me do it. Um, Phoenix, bravo. Like, you, you were the first one to go. The other two are... They're already like literally like breathing heavy because now they they're preparing on what they're about to get into. So great job. Um, way to be a good sport on that. Um, uh, there's a couple things, but I think one thing that you really should do is in the beginning, you rattle off like exactly what you do. What does Shane do? It was a lot. Like I literally was, I love Jay's how you respond because I was like, yeah, exactly. What did he just say? Like it was just, it was a, such a, marketing line is what I call it. It was not a human, like if you were having a conversation with somebody. Um, and so the one, just one tip is like record yourself saying your intro line or whatever your line is or whatever your hook is and listen to yourself. And if you cringe and can't listen to yourself, there's work you got to do. And you got to just keep doing it as hard as it is until you get more comfortable. And it sounds like you're having a conversation and sounds human. It sounds like somebody I know is all you need. Like that's that's the type of state you want to be at. Um, I think another big thing um, was the, the he was like, "What's the DocuSign?" Or I, I we use DocuSign. I'm not the DM. The VP is okay. So if he's not the the, the person, there's the thing you can use on the phone is what I call intel gathering. You could have literally sat there and said, "Okay, what what type of pains is he having with anyone's um, you could ask him if he's having any issues with DocuSign. If he says no, you could then have like lists of like other ping that your customers similar to him may have and then say, oh, are you experiencing this? And the reason we want to do this is because then it'll help you kind of like, one, sit in this pain and start to realize like, oh, I, I actually do have issues. And then there's two, if you do or are able to get your knees, you can build a piece of why you're going to the VP of like, hey, I did some digging around your org. Here are some pains and issues that people are having. I thought it might be uh, worthwhile for us to have a conversation and talk a little bit about how PandaDoc can actually resolve some of these issues. We'll stop there. Great. That's good feedback. Uh, okay. Phoenix, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, to ask a question if you want to about your performance. And then we're going to move to Ronan and let him give you some feedback as well. Yeah, I really appreciate that feedback. Um, one of the things I was kind of curious about is what is your guys' opinion on like personalization on the call? Is it worth doing like, oh, James went to this school. Let's see how their basketball teams do it. Maybe throw something to to throw them off a little bit. What are your guys' opinions on that? If it's there, 
if it's there. I, I just, I don't know. Like if the I, Roland, if somebody called me up, I'm a busy person. Somebody called me up and was like, "Hey, so you go to this school, and what about that basketball yeah. team?" I'd be like, do, "Do I know you? I don't even have time for this." Like, make it relevant. If I'm going to answer the phone, make it worth my while. Why I'm answering the phone? Like, figure out what is the pain points for me. What are other like yeah. what other clients having? Like, that is what I want to hear. Or like I tell people this all the time: if you call me and you tell me my competitor is using you 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 have my ear like okay why why is so and so using you like why am i not like so just personalize it but not not in those blank statement ways where it takes you 30 seconds to look at my linkedin and say that the, the personalizing is great if you're not spending time doing it um if you're spending time doing it, it just doesn't return any investment but it, it's also not something that you're going to open with so it's not like you're going to go right in and be like yeah i see you went to ohio state so did i What's up? I went to this fraternity and looks like you did too. But if you can move your way into there halfway through the call, because you've already broken through and like starting to build some rapport, great, use it. But I, I personally wouldn't waste any time on personalizing. It's good stuff. I appreciate you guys' feedback. Uh, Phoenix, great job. One more time for Phoenix coming in and delivering. It takes a lot of courage to have a room full of people right in front of you while you are doing a real cold call or a mock cold call and get that judgment. Uh, all right, let's move to our next tip. Phoenix, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, stick track to the show. Be great. Uh, all right, let's get another tip out there from Ronin this time. What is your number one coaching tip for leaders in the room? Uh, I want to I wanna talk about how people can learn to get better at cold calling. So what's the quick tip to help people get better? Yeah, so... There's a few a few ways to do this, uh, but what we know about confidence from from the literature and psychology and science is that what it comes down to is four main areas. Um, there's goal setting and being able to achieve those goals. Uh, that's really important. So like daily tasks, weekly goals, monthly goals, but then then actually seeing achievement develops confidence. Practice, Q. Allen Iverson, it matters. Like practice develops confidence tremendously. Actually doing it, getting the experience is huge. I'm a very big fan of the visualization techniques that Olympians use and athletes use all the time. I mean, you hear them talk about the difference between a gold medalist and someone who's watching the podium from the sidelines. It's they were able to visualize exactly step by step what was about to happen. Yeah. So those four things develop confidence, scientifically proven to do so. But at the end of the day with cold calling, what it comes down to usually is the SDR is feeling nervous about what their role is and who they're reaching out to, they feel inferior. There's a, a like complex there that we all have to break as leaders. You are not lesser than your prospect. Every human on earth, I believe this, tremendously has value inherently. We're not lesser than our prospects. But so many SDRs and BDRs have believed this lie that has been perpetuated for a long time, which is like SDRs are the bottom of the barrel. And I'm calling this executive or a VP or director or manager who's really important. It's like, no, flip it around. You're a gift. You're a welcome sign to their life. They're doing something terribly wrong and you're about to show them a better way. The last thing I'll say is Phoenix did a great job there. Um, awesome, really. But let's not confuse prospects with stacking uh, things like that in a script. So write a script out for your team. Practice the script with your team. Get them to get involved in, in giving you feedback on the script. So involve them in having a plan. And the plan on a cold call is a script. 
script out typical objections, practice the responses. You do that with your team, performance will be through the roof. That's what I see with my clients all the time. Great, great tips for leaders there. Performance is everything, and that's what you should be focused on. Before we bring in our next caller, Melinda, best tip for leaders to improve their cold calling strategies for their teams today? Uh, you're muted. There we go. Sorry about that. Hands down, going to be good. You're going to piggyback on uh, Ronan. What he just said is like, time and time and time again, I see there's so much a, a leader has to do, and there's just so much time in the day. And role playing, coaching, like objection handling, all of that kind of stuff, it's, it, it just gets thrown out the window because there's all these other things to do. Yeah. Make them, make that a priority. Make role playing a priority. Make practicing a priority with your reps and he will see a significant yeah. difference. Great stuff right there. Let's bring in our second cold caller. Please welcome to the show, Jeremy Joyner of AdWorks. He is an SDR that's been reaching out to real estate brokers, marketing directors, and agents. AdWorks provides personalized and targeted ads for real estate companies. He's going to be calling me and I am the real estate broker over at XYZ Properties. I see some great questions in the chat. Please get them in the Q&A. We'll leave time at the end. Jeremy, are you ready to rock? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here we go. This is James. How can I help you? Hey, James. This is Jeremy calling from AdWorks. How are you? Uh, Jeremy, what's up? Hey, look, man. I, I know I'm calling kind of out of the blue. Look, I, I'm in the business of transparency. Uh, I will admit to you this is a cold call, but the reason for me calling, I believe um, you'll have some interest in it. So I was wondering if I could just get 60 seconds of your time. Jeremy, I am a former cold caller. You have my time. What can I do for you? <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks so much. Hey, look, so like I mentioned, I'm calling on behalf of AdWorks. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with AdWorks and what we do, um, but we're a premier leader in digital advertising and marketing, um, and we specialize in bottom line productivity, um, as well as client retention and agent recruiting. Um, you know, like you said, I, I know that you're the broker over at XYZ Properties, and I really just wanted to reach out to you. Um, you know, I know the market that we're currently in is, is relatively tough at this time. And I believe that I have a couple of tools that could be of some benefit to you and your company. Um, so I just wanted to know, you know, I, like, like I said, I wanted to reach out and see, um, you know, what you're doing right now just to garner more inventory in this market that we're in currently. Yeah, Jeremy, you know, for us, it's really, uh, we were in high demand. We're, we were covered up with opportunities. A lot of properties that we thought would never sell are selling right now because there's such a demand, especially in the more rural areas. So that's kind of what we've been focused on now is, how many properties we can unload every single year because it seems like people are moving from major cities and buying a lot of property in these rural surrounding areas. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say just based on some of the things and some of the conversations that I've had, I, I will say um, that is a trend in the market currently. Um, so is there anything as far as your digital marketing is concerned? Is there somebody at the top of your food chain as far as a marketing director or something like that, that um, takes care of your marketing and is just specifically designed for that? Uh, yeah, I work with somebody in marketing. Okay, absolutely. And is that person, is their sole job just to create templates and things of that nature for your agents? Or is that something that you guys have um, as an automated service? Uh, you know, that's a little bit beyond what I do. I deal mostly with the agents underneath me on the sales side yeah, for tracking and measuring what they do on the marketing side, that's probably going to be my VP of marketing, uh, less calls. Okay. Understood. Understood. So as far as your relationship with the agents, is there 
Um, is there a, a strategy that you have in place to make sure that your agents are top of mind with their current clientele? Or is that one of those things where, you know, you have the inventory and you just move it? Um, just based on what I've, I've experienced and what I've seen, um, you know, oftentimes when people buy a house, um, you know, they typically have a good experience with the agent that they uh, encounter or the agent that they utilize. However, when they're ready to buy again, just based on the fact that they're not, the agent hasn't done a great job at staying top of mind with their clients, they go with a different agent. So our job is to, you know, maintain that relationship and make sure that when that buyer is ready to buy again, um, your agent is the one that they come back to. So is that, you know, is that something that's kind of, you know, this, Jeremy, this sounds interesting. I've got a meeting in about 30 seconds. Do you think you could just shoot me an email? Yeah, absolutely. No, look, I, I wanted to, you know, give you a call. I'm actually headed into a meeting myself. Uh, I have a, a, a meeting with ABC Properties down the road. Uh, we just had a conversation last week. And look, like I said, I, I'm hopping into a meeting right now. Look, let's do this. I'm going to shoot you a calendar invite for next week on um, next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Uh, whenever you get a chance, just accept that for me. I'll give you a call on Monday, follow up with you, make sure that time is good and we can go from there. Sound good? As soon as I get it, I'll accept it. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Have a great day. Thank you. Nice. Great job right there. Hey, man. Oh, my God. Oh, let's get a round of applause in the chat for Jeremy. No wonder you got you got recommended for this, man. You were really confident through that whole thing. And I put some stuff in front of you there. I thought that was great. Let's start with Ronin this time. Uh, quick feedback. And, of course, I'm going to give it to you, Jeremy, to ask a question before we move to Melinda's feedback, too. You guys ever see that uh, horse drawing? I'm going to put it up real quickly where it's like beautiful at the start, but then it kind of ends really terribly. <laughs> That's kind of like what just happened here. So you started amazing, A plus, 10 out of 10. And then as you kept going, it was just like, uh-oh, where's this going? So the first thing is you got to ask sooner for what you want to have happen. I counted like five asks by the end. And then you, you had this like assumptive close, um, which is actually an interesting approach. But you started so strong. Here's what I loved about your first like 45 seconds. Your tone, confident, warm, friendly, inviting, sounds different. It wasn't salesy at all. Permission-based opener. And then you had this little chuckle. It's like a secret weapon, this little chuckle where you're like, ah, thanks, appreciate it. Um, and then you did this thing, which I also love. When you're representing a small company that isn't a giant juggernaut, you, you don't want to ask, have you heard of my company? You did it the right way. You said, I'm going to assume you've never heard of my company. This is what we do. Uh, and you use simple, non-marketing jargon language. That was awesome. Crushed it, crushed it, crushed it. The horse was looking beautiful at that point. And you asked a really solid question. Hey, what are you doing to get more inventory? Okay. So up until that first question, doing really great. But then it started going down this weird path of like marketing person. Um, do you automate this stuff? Uh, you rolled right through another question and then just kept going. I'm a huge fan of this two-question approach, which I call the probe and provoke, right? So in simple words, Jeremy, what is it that your company does that is the most popular uh, feature, the most valuable thing? Uh, automated automated advertising. So I'd say, you know, we automated think ads, Tom. Correct. And what's, what's the way people are doing it today without your service? Uh, in what regard? I'm sorry. The people who are doing uh, using your service for automated marketing, what are they doing instead before they work with you? Uh, more times than not, they're having to take more of a hands-on approach, so we save them time on the on the front and back end. Here we go. Ready? 
Hey, quick question for you. When it comes to um, you know all that time that you're spending on your marketing front end, back end, are you already? Uh, do you already have a way to save like ten to fifteen hours a week to automate all that? And he'll be like, "Well, no," or "Yeah." What do you mean? Well, yeah, that's actually why I was reaching out. Um, would you ever consider a tool that automates completely automates your marketing campaigns so that you can get back to doing what you do best? You know, selling properties. Anything like that on your radar? So it's a punchy one-two where you're trying to ask them about their current problem that they have. And have you ever considered this future solution? I call it the probe and provoke. And essentially from there, you lead right into, look, learn this line. Everyone's got to write this one down. If you take one thing from this whole session, this is it. Hey, that's actually why I called you. Hey, that was the reason for my call. Hey, that's why I reached out to you today. It is the ultimate transition to an ask. Hey, that's actually why I called you today. Would it be totally insane if we found 30 minutes on you know Thursday or Friday where I could share how we can save you maybe 10 to 20 hours to completely automate your marketing solution today? Would, would that be a terrible use of your time? Or I like these transitions that you got going on, but I'll, I'll push back and say that I felt like it was very conversational through the whole thing. I actually did not feel like it was a messy ending. I felt like you did the best possible thing you could do, which was send a temporary invite and say, we can move it if you want to. That's what I was trained to do. And a lot of people will move it once. Sometimes they move it twice, but I'm going to come back to them and get that meeting. So I actually enjoyed that. And I felt like it was really conversational all the way through. Melinda, I want to give you an opportunity to provide some feedback for Jeremy. Jeremy, brave, man. Thank you so much. And I can see yeah. you're a top performer. Absolutely. Um, listen, Jeremy, that was, that was great. It sounded human. It was very conversational. Obviously, all the things, very confident. Um, I love the beginning, how you broke it up and you're like, hey, this is, this is a cold call. The reason why that is one of the tactics that works, I wouldn't say I would use this all the time, is because most of the time the people you're reaching out to, they're like, who the hell is this? Do I know? Like, they're not even listening to what you're saying. And by you literally just stating them, just stating that, they're like, oh, okay, I don't know this person. Now I can pay attention to what they're saying. Like, you're, you're getting their, their attention back. So that's a great job. I kind of agree with Ronan. Like it almost said, I was like, digital marketing, where is he going with this? I know he's calling this person who's in sales. Why is he going? But it, again, I wasn't sure if it had something to do with your product. Like, so that was a little a weird, but you know, I love the end when you're like, listen, I, I'm just as busy as you because you put them, you put yourself at the same level. Yep. Got to love that tactic. And I love the calendar invite tactic, but the only time I use the calendar invite tactic is when I hear that they have a pain that I can solve for. When I'm like, you know what? Just based off well, what I heard you say and kind of repeat real quick, I'm going to throw a 15-minute calendar invite for Tuesday at 2 p.m. Go ahead, accept that. If there's a better time that works for you, feel free to let me know, but look forward to just kind of um, digging in deeper. So I do like the calendar invite tactic right at the end. I always tell everybody like, if you have a calendar invite, you have the ball. You you own it. If there is not something on the calendar, they own the ball. They, they, they own what the next step is. So good job. Great feedback there. Uh, everybody, please thank Jeremy for coming in and being brave and, and doing this with us. Jeremy, I thought you did awesome a great job. job right? Awesome job, Jeremy. Your tone is fire. That was awesome. Thank you. I'm glad yeah, to be back. Thank you so much. We'll see you, brother. Thanks again. All right. Uh, can't get away without asking, answering a couple of these questions. I got some really good questions coming in. Uh, all right. This one goes to Ronan. He says, 
Uh, Zach says he knows that you're against doing much research before ripping through calls. What sort any, of prep is any research? Don't wait your time even for a minute. Uh, so, so real quick for like one minute, just tell me why no yeah. research, and then we're going to bring in our third caller. If you caught it, Melinda said it earlier, right? It's about being relevant. Look, there's going to be times when research matters. So I'm going to give a giant asterisk to the statement. The asterisk is if you've got a tiny addressable market, like less than 2,000 accounts, that's where I draw the line, uh, a tiny territory of accounts that belong to you, same idea, but just your territory, um, or an incredibly uh, niche market, which is the same idea as well. And the last thing is a hyper-competitive um, non-differentiatable uh, product. So if everyone in your space is selling laptops and you're selling laptops and there's no, no real way to differentiate, then research is a big uh, important factor. So push those aside. Most people in tech, those things are not true. Um, they are differentiated. So the goal is what Melinda said earlier, being relevant. So what is what do I know about this person? What are their typical pain points? If you have access to customer calls, Listen to what they say, their actual words. Don't make it up. Listen to how they say it. If you have access to uh, AEs who are doing sales calls, listen to their calls. What are the problems that they're uncovering? What's the most common one? Don't pick the most painful, but the most common. You want something that's top of mind a lot. And then you want to ask a probing and provocative question around that problem. If the problem is like something to do with, uh, I don't know, managing my CRM, I might say like, hey, when it comes to your CRM, do you already have a way to avoid this super painful situation that you go through? That's my probing question. And the provoking question is, have you ever considered technology that would completely eliminate that and make your life magical and fairy dust all over again? So relevancy. Good answer there. We appreciate it. We're going to have some more stuff coming up, but let's bring in our third caller. I want to introduce you to Skylar. Is it Wemeth or Werneth? Uh, good question. I, I don't even know. Uh, it's Werneth. It's Werneth. All right, he was an SMB account executive. We have account executives doing more prospecting than ever before. Let's the go. Uh, and he is at Nooks. He dials into SaaS sales leaders, business development managers, VPs, VPs of sales. Nooks is a sales floor dialer plus dialer uh, that gives you multiple connect rates. So it's a, a parallel dialer that's dialing a ton of dials all at once. And it also gives you a chance to interact with your colleagues and have fun with it because that's what sales is supposed to be about in case y'all forgot. He'll be dialing into me and I will assume his role, my role as his prospect. I am the business development manager at JB Solutions. Are you ready to go, Skyler? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, here we go. Hey, James. Uh, Skyler with Nooks. Um, nice to chat with you. Uh, saw you were a manager at XYZ. Um, you guys do cold calling by any chance or am I like totally in left field here? I, I mean, we have cold callers, if that's your question. Who'd you say you are again? Yeah, Skyler with Nooks. The reason I'm calling is because a lot of the teams I speak with, you know, they're cold calling. Uh, the reps are spending a lot of time doing that, but maybe they only speak with two or three prospects. Does that resonate at all? Uh, our connect rate is, you know, between, I hate to even say this number, but it's between like 10 and 15%. Gotcha. So it's, it's all right. Could be better, I guess. Am I hearing that correctly? I'd I mean, I think we'd all like it to be better. Better? Did you say your name was Skyler? Yeah, you got it. I think we'd all like it to be better, Skyler. Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless it's 100%, but I haven't seen that yet, right? Yeah, let me know if you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so I'll give you a quick value prop, and you can tell me if this is relevant or if I'm just like blowing smoke out the choo-choo train here, but a um, couple things. So right now, your reps are probably logging a bunch of uh, no-answer calls. They're doing that pretty manually. 
Um, with Nooks, they're going to get three to five more connects. So they're going to spend more time speaking to prospects. Does that sound valuable? More connections is valuable, if that's the question. Yes. Gotcha. Um, look, I know you're busy. I know I'm calling you out of the blue here. Um, would it be crazy if we just put 15 minutes on the calendar and then I could show you instead of spending time chatting about it? Uh, you know what, man? I don't know if I have time. If you could throw me just an email about what it is you guys do and the value prop and stuff, I'll be able to like talk about it with my team in my next meeting and I'll get back to you. Yeah, I'm happy to send you an email, uh, but that's actually why I was calling you. You know, a ton of teams are having challenges with pipeline. Their goals are going up. Uh, quotas are going down for some people. Um, again, would it be crazy to just put 15 minutes on your calendar to give you like a high level value prop over a demo? A free Friday afternoon. Just send me an invite between three and five. Okay. It uh, looks like you're on the East Coast. I'll just do three o'clock. Um, quick question before I let you go. Like from leadership, your director, when he's sending you like those Sunday night emails about pipeline, like what's what's your biggest challenge? What's top of mind? Just so I can cater the demo to that. Ask the question again. Yeah. So what's like your biggest challenge for pipeline for the physical year? Just so I can cater that demo to that and I don't come in prepared for you force ranking the pipeline so I know where to spend my time. Okay, awesome. I'll try to put something together for that. Uh, I'll send you a quick email, just some high-level value props as well, and uh, looking forward to chatting on a Friday at 3, okay? Thanks for the call. Awesome. Thanks. Yo, that was three minutes. I have to tell you that that was pretty impressive uh, in my experience. I like that you've kind of forced me to look at my calendar I like, I didn't, I even like had that, that urge to like pick my phone up and look at my availability for you and give you a, a time. So I really enjoyed that as somebody that would, I get a lot of calls too. I want to start with Melinda this time. Melinda, feedback for Skylar. Man, I just have to say that Skylar is doing this in front of two people who managed led him in his career. Um, so you have grown so much and we just are so calm and collective on the phone. It just, if you want to talk about the art of discipline when it comes to cold calling, set up time with Skylar. He will show you everything he knows. Um, again, that was textbook Ronan style, like just textbook Russian style. Like obviously, you you learned a lot from him when you were under him. Um, here's here's one thing I want to point out that you did really well that I saw somebody was like in the chat of like, wait, why would you do that past the close? Like. I tell everybody this, the, the point of you cold calling is to get the meeting, get them to agree to it, get it on the calendar. That's the point. I don't care when you do it on the call. That is the point. So get the meeting and you got the meeting early on. So why not ask like a question so that you can come to the next call even better prepared? So you ask the pain point question of like really digging in so that you can customize that next call to them. And I love that. I tell everybody that, like, don't feel like you need to ask all these questions and then get the meeting. You, when you feel, and it's it's a feel thing, when you see and feel that opening in the cold call, ask for the meeting. It doesn't matter when it is. So I love that you just showed everybody that you can do with that and do that well. Yeah, those transitions were sick. You had some really good insights in there too, uh, as far as like how to move from this to that. I think a lot of people struggle there. Let's ask, right? Where do you guys struggle the most? Uh, go ahead, Ronan, with your feedback. Skylar, man, 
I'm speechless. James was speechless. He was like, at one point, you asked him the question, he just paused for five seconds. I did, the question he asked me was an interesting enough question. I wanted to make sure that I understood it right, so I asked him to repeat it. And I, I don't think I've ever been asked to repeat a question I asked him. <laughs> that was amazing, dude. Seriously, you've come a long, long way, and it's it's really shown all the calls you've been making on Nooks. <laughs> That's awesome to see. Also, one thing I really appreciate is how you have um, found and owned your own natural tone. It comes off really cool, calm, and collected, which is great. It works. I know you, so I know it works for you. Um, but what I love is also what Melinda said. I wanted to double down on that for everyone here. He got the meeting, secured the meeting. He wasn't done at the end of that. I'm a huge fan of when you get the meeting, you're not done yet. Confirm the time. Send the calendar invitation. Let them know, hey, did you see that? If you're in front of your computer, can you just hit accept? By the way, here's what you can expect on that call. If you're an SDR setting up for someone else, I am going to be bringing in James here, my AE. He's incredible. Don't worry, I'll be on the call, but I don't want you to feel blindsided here. James is going to go through all of the stuff. I'm going to prep a little bit for him. And then that question was amazing. Hey, what's the number one thing keeping you awake at night? Yeah. What's the thing you're worried about when you get your Sunday scaries? Are you thinking about something that like we can maybe address on the call? Love that question. It was it was interesting to me how he went from the you know question I needed restated and then he shrunk it down. And I, I, I always say don't ask the Sunday scariest questions and all that. I that was something that I, I think it's like overdone. So I try not to do it. And I tell people not to do it, but you did it well. It was really conversational. Uh so shut my mouth, right? Uh so, you know, here we go, right? Like most people struggling with a lot of these things. Look at this. Almost like, almost like 2020, like pretty close across the board. I, a lot of ramblers. I'm a rambler too. I, I'm really bad about it. Uh, okay. Well, listen, I want to thank Skylar for coming in. Let's get to some Q and A. Big round of applause for Skylar. You did such a great job. Oh. Uh, all right, Melinda, let's start with you. It says, what would be some good call openers you recommend that have worked for you to make someone continue the call after the first five seconds? This question comes from Mitt. Yeah, I think my biggest thing that I really teach on, and I again, this is more enterprise play, enterprise focus, is it's like that relevant opener of like just, hey, you know, um, James giving you a call because we're working with, and then you state your competitor on solving X. Yeah. Um, which you have, you know, 30 seconds to chat or a minute to chat. Like, All right. That's it, good. When, you, when people that are super busy, hear these like keywords of like competitor or somebody similar, maybe somebody similar to, and then a pain that you solve, it just, that piques people's interest. I have a, I have a, a habit of not using the, the upward inflection. I've worked really hard to get that. Like, do you have a minute before your next meeting? Right? Like with that, like ask, ask of desperation, like, oh, I hope you say yes. Right. I use a downward, do you have a minute before your next meeting? Right. The downward inflection it changes the way you feel when you hear it. And that's about yeah. now. Ronan, I know you talked totally, a lot. Totally. Uh, give me a cold call opener that works for you, though. I know you got a, a whole mess of them in your bag. And you can say anything. Look, I posted this on LinkedIn a month ago. I'll share it in the chat here. Um, this dude blew my mind. Talk about not like not needing to say anything of value, but your tone dominating the call. It's all about how you deliver it. I've seen people be wildly successful with, hey, how are you? Oh, wait, don't say how are you. Like, no, no, don't do that. It's like, it doesn't matter. My go-to is a permission-based opener. Um, I've also experimented. I had a post a while back 
uh, where I experimented with like six openers, 2000 calls on each one. And I shared my results. Best was a variation of a Sandler opener that I got from Sarah Brazier at Gong that led me to about 80% of people from uh, pickup to let me go through. And the worst one was uh, below, uh, it was about 59%. So the difference is two out of 10 more people said, go ahead, you can talk. So the opener that I go with is just really straightforward. You want to do it, James? Let's do it. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, James. Hello? James, Ronan Pesar here. How have you been? I'm good. James, look, I know no one likes getting a cold call. Yeah, it's Ronan Pesar here with RP Advisory. Look, I know everyone hates getting cold calls. I hate making them as much as you hate getting them. Mind if I share why I'm calling real quick, and then uh, you can decide if you want to hang up on me. I got two minutes. Go for it. Hey, appreciate the shot. Thanks, James. That's it. I go right into it with that. That's my natural one. You could find your version of that or that one exactly. Um, I even have a script that you can download that has this written out so you don't have to like memorize or quickly type what I'm putting down there. Uh, but also check out that video. Incredible. Just pay attention to how he uses his tone to break down the defenses, the barriers. That's what tone is for. It's the ultimate pattern interruption. Good stuff. I love it. I'm big on tone too. I have a very playful tone and I think that works for me when I'm calling. This one is from probably a leader in the room. Brendan asked this question. This one's from Melinda, I think. What are the ingredients to a great power hour with your team? How do you, how do you get them going for that cold call out? Um, you, you know, we used to do these um, a lot. We actually even moved over to call down days where the entire day segmented out into four different blocks were um dedicated to this this call down i i actually liked it better than just a, a power hour but those are really good too um it's dangling it's it's getting everybody in the same room dangling like fun stuff whether it's fifths um half the day off if you set x amount of meetings things like that this is no plug nobody's asked me to do this having a tool like nux is just it's, it just makes it way more engaging way more fun like Honestly, I think it was one of the biggest things I struggled with prior to using a tool like like Nux or I mean Orin if you use it, look at virtual sales tours, like pardon pulling people together, get them excited about doing these these power hours or these call down days, not having a tool like that. And I'll be I'll be real, like I struggled. It was like you're in Slack throwing out numbers, like nobody's like really there. Like it's just, it, it's difficult to to create that like energy without like seeing people listening to people and hearing people but those are two different options that work really really well and just having a lot of fun with it putting themes getting dressed up things like that the Ooh. toughest part the, the dress up part caught your attention to wrote it up i love what you said though about nooks because what i do is i'll pair off sdrs and we do role play you warm up lebron stretches before every game they shoot around yep. why shouldn't gold callers warm up it's yeah. the best thing you can do before power hour. Um, if you guys want it, DM me. I'll send you what I call my seven layers of hell drill. It's just rapid fire objection handling. Rapid fire. You go through it and there's nothing better than warming up with that. That's great. I like warm up practices and routines. I think people need to get, the, get this better. Uh, I used to do it on my commute to the office. So I had a 30, 40 minute drive and I'd be like, all right, what's going to be my opener today? Today I'm going to say X. And I'd go through it as many times as I could in the car. So by the time I got to my office at eight, nine o'clock in the morning, it was like second nature to me. I felt like I had perfected it on the drive. I do this in the mirror sometimes because my body language impacts my tones. 
And this stuff really helps me too. So that's a great exercise that you can do with your team. All right, we are going to drop Ronin and Melinda's LinkedIn's in the chat. Uh, thank you both so much for coming out and sharing your wisdom with us. We always appreciate your presence here on the show. Ronan, you know your energy matches my energy big time. So we have a lot of fun with these. I want to bring our callers back out. Say thank you very much for being brave enough to come on and do this in front of a couple yeah. hundred people. Ooh, 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 so thank you so much. Yeah, Robin, big rock. Hello. Yeah. So say thank you to these callers for representing you as somebody that does this job every single day. These folks are a reflection of what it is to be an incredible sales human in the modern age. We should be saying it with pride. Uh, the other day I did a Google of top 15 professions in 2024 or top professions in 2024 and salesperson wasn't on it. And I want to change that. So uh, thank you very much, you three and you two for being a part of this with me. I want to encourage you guys to follow us on social, connect with me directly at Say What Sales. And obviously we will be back tomorrow with another stellar guest to help you guys sell better. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, everybody.